Okay. Um, so it's uh, it's 10.41 now, and uh, I'm duty elder today, so um, I'm just going to do a, a brief introduction um, for uh, the record, because this is getting a white, quite wide uh, circulation. Um, I will say a very warm welcome to everybody to the morning service of the Thomas Risley Church in Lockingstumps, Warrington, in the UK. Uh, you're very, very welcome, whether you are a regular um, attender at church or a regular attender as it's become now of online church, or if you're new or you're maybe watching us on Catch Up on YouTube, you, you're very, very welcome. And we hope that uh, you'll be blessed by this morning's gathering together. And people are joining in by uh, computer and tablet and phone, mobile phone, smartphone, uh, non-smartphone, landline, and so on. So there are a few kind of like little um, just housekeeping rules uh, to, to help all this to work as, as well as possible. Uh, the main one being, please keep your microphones muted unless you're actually, um, uh, you know, uh, scheduled to speak in the order of service. That, that'll be good for the maximum intelligibility. Um, if you want to know details of the order of service and the different ways in which you can join, um, they're on the church website, thomasbridley.org. Uh, along with lots of uh, other stuff. But I guess most people, if you're hearing this, will have done that sort of thing already. The order of service has been quite widely circulated. Um, our service this morning is led by Steve Earhart, who is an elder of the church and is also our church secretary. Uh, thanks to Steve. And Steve will also be leading us in communion um, and ordination of new elders. So, um, new elders, um, um, the, the the words that the elders say and Steve says and we respond to are included in the order of service, if you can get sight of that. But if not, you can just listen and prayerfully join in with that. And if you can get a piece of food uh, and something to drink, doesn't have to be bread and wine, then Steve will lead us uh, all in uh, a simple communion uh, service as well. Um, so for information on all of that and clickable links, if people need to know, they're on the church website. Um, just a, rem a reminder that to um, just to aid intelligibility with so many of us together in, in one online space, uh, even when the Lord's Prayer is on, uh, somebody will say that. Please join in at home. Keep your microphone off, though, otherwise the, uh, the, the, the system goes a bit daft. Uh, and likewise, at the end of the service, uh, where we say the grace together, please, eyes open, look at everybody, say the grace to each other uh, with, the, with the, your microphone off, if that's okay. Um, so uh, for notices about the church, uh, Maggie has produced the newsletter as normal. Uh, that's been sent out by email, but it's also on uh, the church website. It's the start of Holy Week, of course. So we've got things coming up this week. We've got services on Monday, Thursday uh, and Good Friday. And of course, next Sunday um, uh, for Easter Sunday and things going on around that. Associated activities for groups that would normally meet together. Uh, they're doing that online. Activities for the children. Uh, ways to contact people in the church and the church elders and so on. All on the church website. And um, if you've got a bit of trouble with that, please give me a shout or one of the elders. That would be good. I think that's everything I need to say. Sorry to go on so so long. So I'll hand over to Steve now. Thanks, Steve. Thank you, Dave. Uh, and yes, welcome everybody. Um, 
you know, it's, uh, I don't know if the, the previous couple of people have found the same, but uh, I'm quite happy to stand up at church and, and, and talk and never feel particularly nervous. And, and I use these video conferences all the time and never feel particularly nervous. Uh, but for some reason, combining the two is, uh, it's giving me a touch of the butterflies. So <laughs> it, it's, a, it's an interesting experience. Uh, as Dave said, very warm welcome. Um, I think I'm going to try and start with birthdays. Now, I think, as Dave says, probably best if everybody else keeps muted and, and I'll sing to you. So hopefully nobody's got a birthday. But if you have got a birthday, shout out and I'll sing happy birthday to you. Ron, are you, is it your birthday? You're on mute. You'll have to just unmute yourself for a second. Uh, 7th of April. 7th of April. Brilliant. So we'll think you're on. I think it's just you, Ron. So here we go. I'll do my best. You'll know why I'm not in the band. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Ron. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> and just remember, if you're washing your hands, you've got to do that twice. Brilliant. Oh, well, hope you have a good time, Ron. Um, so our call to worship actually is uh, is one is, is from Psalm 118, and it's one of our readings. So I'm going to invite Marina to bring Psalm 118. Uh, well, part, a, a selection from Psalm 118. Um, Marina. Okay. Can everyone hear me? Yeah. So Psalm 118, verses 1 to 2, and then 19 to 29. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Let Israel say, his love endures forever. Steve, that hear it. Open for me the gates of righteousness. I will enter and give thanks to the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord through which the righteous may enter. I will give you thanks for you answered me. You have become my salvation. The stone the builders rejected. Oh. Yeah, I'm right, sorry. The stones the builders rejected has become the capstone. The Lord has done this and it is marvellous in our eyes. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. O Lord, save us. O Lord, grant us success. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. From the house of the Lord, we bless you. The Lord is God. And he has made his light shine upon us. With bows in hand, join in the festal procession up to the horns of the altar. You are my God, and I will give you thanks. You are my God, and I will exalt you. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Marina. Thank you. Uh, so we're going to pray together now. Um, and the prayer this morning, it, it's actually, it's a, I've adapted a, a reflection that Margaret Yule, uh, for anybody who knows uh, Margaret, uh, Margaret and Chick came uh, to visit us a few weeks ago. 
Uh, so she put a reflection on Facebook, which, which I really like. So I've, I, I've sort of converted that into a prayer for this morning. So let's pray together. Oh, what a beautiful morning. I can see blue sky. I can hear bird song. I can taste fresh bread. I can feel a cool breeze. I can smell good coffee. Oh, what a beautiful morning. Father, we give you thanks for your creation, your wonderful creation and all that you give to us. Oh, what a generous morning. My neighbours are giving away paint, food, toys, recipes, ideas for kids, milk and flour. Oh, what a generous morning. Father, we give thanks for the generosity and community spirit that's swelling up around us, for people running errands, people looking out for each other. Oh, what a hushed morning. No rumble of traffic, no sound of planes, no screaming of sirens, no security alarms, because we're all at home. Oh, what a, a hushed morning. Father, we give thanks that we can do our part in this crisis by staying at home. Oh, what a mindful morning, focusing on the here and now, living in and for the moment, delighting in the ordinary, content just to be. Oh, what a mindful morning. Father, we give thanks for our homes, for our families, the shelter and warmth that we have. Oh, what a courageous morning. Frontline NHS medics confronting suffering and death every day. Men and women still going to work to keep life going for the rest of us, brushing with danger as they do so. The delivery guy bringing our online orders to the door so that we can stay at home. Oh, what a courageous morning. Father, we ask for your protection and healing for all of those people carrying out important work, treating and caring for people, distributing food and medicine, cleaning and any other key jobs at the moment. Oh, what a peaceful morning. You, Lord, give perfect peace to those who keep their purpose firm and put their trust in you. Oh, what a peaceful morning. Father, fill us with your peace. Settle our nerves. Comfort us and guide us. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to invite the Nixon family to bring us the Lord's Prayer. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Thank you. And Sue Grimshaw is now going to bring us our second reading from Matthew. Matthew 21, verses 1 to 11. Jesus comes to Jerusalem as king. As they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethphage on the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and at once you will find a donkey tied there with her colt by her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, says the Lord needs them and he will send them straight away. This took place to fulfil what was spoken through the prophet. 
Say to daughter Zion, See, your king comes to you, gentle and riding on a donkey, and on a colt, the foal of a donkey. The disciples went and did as Jesus had instructed them. They brought the donkey and the colt and placed their cloaks on them for Jesus to sit on. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, while others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. The crowds that went ahead of him and those that followed him shouted, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest heaven. When Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred and asked, Who is this? The crowds answered, This is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. Amen. Thanks, Sue. So it feels really, really strange at the moment, doesn't it? I mean, anyway, but, but to be heading into Holy Week now in isolation, you know, other than at, perhaps at Christmas, this is the time of year we would have been seeing each other in church for lots of services and celebrations, celebrating Holy Week, celebrating Easter. Um, and it's very, very strange. But it's it's really good, I think, to see that despite the physical distance between us, there is a, um, we have been coming together. We've been coming together on a Thursday to pray, um, which has been fantastic. You know, we've, we've all been going out with all of our friends and neighbours to cheer the key workers on a Thursday evening and throw open the doors and clap and cheer. And, um, and we're coming now into Palm, well, today is Palm Sunday, and this is the day that we remember Jesus triumphantly riding into Jerusalem. I mean, with all those crowds, but still, he's still triumphant. So but before we talk perhaps a little bit more about Palm Sunday, I just want to set the scene a little bit. So uh, Jesus, in his short ministry, about three and a half years, I think, um, performed many miracles. There was miracles of healing and deliverance. He turned water into wine, cast out demons. Um, he raised the widow of Nain's son from the dead. And then just before, a few days before he came into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday, he'd raised Lazarus from his from the dead. Um, and there was lots of other miracles as well. But the, the reason that I wanted to just set that scene was just to say that there was a lot of people by this point that were following Jesus he demonstrated time and time again that that he was the Messiah. He was the one who was going to come and deliver them from bondage. Um, so as he rose into as he rode into Jerusalem on that day on that colt, uh, the colt of the donkey, uh, which is like the foal, a, a young donkey, he entered the city as a king. Um, but it but he entered as a as a it was a peaceful entry of the king because at that time. When kings would come into the city, if they, you know, they, if they were coming in um, as a ruler, they would have come in, or, or as a, you know, in, a, in a, perhaps in a non-peaceful way, in a, in, a, in a warlike way, they'd have come in on big stallions that were, you know, right at the front of a of a procession, standing tall and proud on these big stallions, um, and if they were coming in peace, they they might have used uh, the the colt of a horse, a sort of a younger horse. So, 
So being a donkey and being a colt, it was very much a sort of a peaceful entry into the city. But he still did come in as a king at that time. He still rode in as a king. He rode in. People were throwing the palm leaves down. And we've some of us have made our palm crosses to to signify this. Uh, I mean, they're not palm, but they are crosses. <laughs> these are these are just made from paper um you know we can you know we can use those and show those in our windows or whatever this this week um but he you know he came in as the son of god he came in a triumphant um as a conqueror really i suppose but but on this on this donkey's cult to to signify it would be a time of peace he was ushering in a time of peace not a not a time of war um and and that his kingdom would be one that was established in the hearts of all of the people who believed in him um and along with jesus obviously his disciples followed him walking behind him and there was all the crowds and they threw their coats on the floor and they threw all these palm branches on the floor um, for, the, for him to ride on. And they were saying by this, you know, we're there for you. We're going to support you. We're going to we're going to bow down to you as our king. You might you, you know, we want you to reign over us as king. And um, and they were shouting those words, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed he that comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And and this is the point I wanted to get to this morning, really. This is the thing as I as I've sort of been pre- preparing for today. This was the thing that I found most interesting. So I, I really felt that I wanted to understand what did they mean by Hosanna? So I kind of knew it was, you know, hooray, come on, brilliant, fantastic and all this, you know. But what does it actually mean, Hosanna? Well, it has two meanings, the word Hosanna. And the first meaning is a shout of praise. So it's a shout of praise, glorifying the son of David, that there were there was all those people there who believed Jesus was the son of God. All of the miracles had convinced him that he was who he was claiming to be. And that was their shout. We know we know you're the Messiah. We praise you. We know you've saved us. Um, you know, and we can imagine all those crowds. We can imagine the shouts and the noise, the deafening roar. Um and people would have flocked to see what was going on. I mean, you know, we we all we all like to join a queue and join a you know crowd when we see a crowd forming. Uh, just before all this started, um, for my uh, my birthday, we went to London and there was a queue formed outside a chemist and and Nick joined the queue straight away. And Ellie said, "What are you queuing for?" And she said, "I don't know, but we're going to join this queue and see what they're getting." And it. It turned out to be hand sanitizer, which which we did suspect, and you know it was something that we did need at that point because we knew we were in London where there was a lot of people. We knew we needed to keep our hands clean because uh, it was starting to. We were starting to understand what was going on, although it was nowhere near the understanding that we've got at the moment. But whenever there's a crowd, people come and join the crowd, and they they would have all joined in with the shouts and saying, who is this? It's the son of David is the Messiah. He's come to save us. He's come to free us from the oppression. Um, And, you know, uh, even the, you know, even when the authorities were saying, you know, tell them to stop shouting. And Jesus said, well, if they stop shouting, even the rocks will cry out. Um, so yes, they were shouting, Hosanna, praise Jesus, praise the Messiah, praise our deliverer. 
But there's a second meaning to the word Hosanna and, and perhaps an older word, an older meaning really. And this is the bit that I found really interesting. It also means, um, save now or save, I pray. So it was also, as well as being a shout of, yes, we're saved. It was also a shout of, please save us, you know, save us now. And, and I think, I wonder, you know, when we're shouting Hosanna, you know, in a time like now, and it's not just now, there's been loads of times and, for, you know, for, I guess for some people all time, you know, as we're shouting Hosanna, I think there's an element of the first one, there's an element that we're shouting, thank you, Jesus, we're saved. But there's also an element of us saying, please save us. You know, this is a difficult time. We need you now. We need your salvation. We want you to free us from this. Sometimes we don't understand why, you know, it seems that perhaps you're not freeing us from it. Um, so they were, there was those two distinct sort of cries. The one of, yes, Jesus, you've saved us and come on, Jesus, save us, deliver us from the this oppressive Roman rule. And I think that also starts to then explain a little bit more about what happens later in the week, why attitudes change so quickly. So, you know, those people who were expecting the military might, expecting Jesus to just throw out the Romans and free them straight away, they started to lose faith, I guess, lose, lose under, they just didn't understand why this great Messiah who was supposed to be there wasn't actually freeing them, wasn't delivering the peace that God had promised. Um, and I think, you know, as if we, you know, examine our own shouts this week and our own thoughts and minds, maybe in part we are, I hope in part we're able to say, thank you, you've saved us. But maybe there's a bit of us that's also saying, save us, I pray, please heal this land now, please save us. Um, it's a tough ask, isn't it, at, at this time? But I mean, all times to some extent, it is a tough ask um, to maybe have the confidence to know we are saved. Um, but I think what I've learned and the message that I wanted us to all, all hear this morning is we can trust God. He is good. We will get through this time with God and we will be stronger for it. And we are saved. Amen. So that that was the the message I wanted to bring. Um, you know, as we as we look at our palm crosses, think about that prayer. It's great to see them on the screen there. You know, think about that. What are we shouting? Hosanna! Praise be, blessed be the King. Praise be God. Um. Let's have our prayers for the local community in the wider world. I think Fiona is going to bring them to us. Can you all hear me? Yep, Fiona. Okay. Come, Lord Jesus, and receive our prayers today. Prayers said and unsaid. Prayers of sadness, joy anxiousness and worry, prayers for ourselves and for others. 
Let us feel the power of your Holy Spirit as we pray for this world. And during this pandemic, Lord, we pray for the sick and infected. God, heal and help. Sustain bodies and spirits and contain the spread of infection. For vulnerable populations, God, protect our elderly and those suffering from chronic disease. Provide for the poor, especially those in greatest need. For the young and the strong God, give them the necessary caution to keep them from unwittingly spreading this disease. Inspire them to help. For the scientific community leading the charge to understand the disease and communicate its gravity, God give them knowledge, wisdom and a persuasive voice. For the homeless, unable to practice the protocols of social distancing in the shelter system, protect them from disease and provide isolation shelters and places of refuge. For the frontline healthcare workers, we thank you for their vocational call to serve us. We pray, Lord, that you will keep them safe and healthy, keep their families safe and healthy. Help them to stay clear-minded in the midst of the surrounding panic. Deliver them from anxiety for their own loved ones. Give them compassion for every patient in their care. God, help Christians in healthcare exhibit extraordinary peace so that many would ask about the reason for their hope. Give them opportunities to proclaim the gospel. Almighty Father, whose will is to restore all things in your beloved Son, the King of all, govern the hearts and minds of those in authority and bring the families of the nations divided and torn apart by the ravages of sin to be subject to your gentle rule through Jesus Christ our Lord. We pray in faith for the continued work in our church and our fellowship. We pray today for Helen, Elaine and Pam being ordained into eldership in your service for our fellowship and our community. Almighty God, cover these children with your sovereign hand, bless them and fill them with your Holy Spirit to serve you in faith and love. We pray for Jenny, Stuart and all our elders as they listen for your word and direction. Pour out your Holy Spirit on them today to be a beacon of hope, love and joy for all those unknown to you, waiting and listening for your saving love and grace to find them and bring them to the joy of your eternal kingdom. Let us take a moment to pray for ourselves. Come Lord Jesus, descend on each of us today. Ease our burdens and bring a renewed joy, peace and hope to our lives. Take the prayers on our hearts and answer them through your great mercy and love. And a prayer for the community which I've taken, Lord, today from the prayer chain. We pray for Carol, who has broken her ankle. Bring her peace, strength and courage. We pray for Anne in Arrow Park after her fall. We pray for Sharon and her family and sisters who are all suffering from this terrible pandemic of COVID-19, all in hospital on HDU. Heal them, Lord, and bring them out of this illness. 
And finally, a prayer for the week ahead. Bless the week ahead. May its challenges not overwhelm us, circumstances not discourage us. And in all things, may we remember you are with us. In our journeying, your love our fuel, your word our guide, today and always. By the power of your Holy Spirit, our Lord God, hear these prayers. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Fiona. So we're going to we're going to attempt communion now. Um, it's going to be very, very different, obviously, um, all being in our own our own houses. Um, so, whilst this is a very strange time, and whilst communion will be very different, it will also be the same. God is unchanged. We are still His church, and we are still welcome at His table, and not because of what we've done but because of his grace. When we get to the bit where it's time to eat the bread and drink the wine or eat the food and drink the drink, the same rules as usual will apply. Everyone is welcome to take communion with us, but if you do not wish to for any reason, you should feel no pressure. I can't make any statement this morning about whether the bread is gluten-free or the wine is alcoholic or not, because I have no idea. It depends on exactly what you've poured out for yourselves this morning. If there's more than one of you together, please feel free to serve yourselves or serve each other, whichever makes you feel most comfortable. Paul writes, For I am convinced that neither death nor life, nor angels nor rulers, nor things present nor things to come, nor powers nor height nor depth, nor anything else in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. And that was Romans 8, 38-39. Lord God, most merciful, we confess that we have sinned. Through our own fault or through carelessness in thought, word and deed, and through what we have left undone, we ask your, for your forgiveness. Blessed are you, Lord of all creation, through your goodness we have this food from our table to offer, which earth has given and human hands have made. May it be for us this morning the bread of life. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, through your goodness we have this drink to offer, a gift from you and the work of human hands. May it become for us the cup of salvation. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, through your goodness we have ourselves to offer. Formed by your love, may we become servants in the world. Hear the narrative of the Lord's Supper as it is recorded by St Paul. For I received from the Lord what I also handed on to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the night when he was betrayed, took a loaf of bread and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup also after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, 
you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. So if you take or share your food now or your bread or food and we will all eat together. This is the body of our Lord Jesus Christ broken for you. In the same way, take or share your drink and we will all drink together. The blood of our Lord Jesus Christ poured out for you. Let's proclaim the mystery of the faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Amen. Amen. Thank you, everybody. Um, I know that was unusual, but um, I, hope that was, uh, I hope that was as good for you as it was for me. So now we're coming to the final part of our service this morning, where we going to uh, ordain Helen, Elaine and Pam as elders. Uh, now you'll know that there are other elders or you, you may know that there are others who were uh, either reselected or selected for a uh, after a period after a break or, or selected for a, another term as elders but they once you're ordained as an elder in the United Reformed Church that ordination lasts for life you're always an elder. Um, there will be a, um, a commissioning service when we're all able to meet together in the future. Uh, but for this morning, we are going to conduct the ordination. Um, now, we take, we've taken advice because um, our first thought was, well, we'll just do the ordination when, uh, when we all meet together. But the advice from the uh, URC nationally was that uh, if there are any elders waiting to be ordained then we should do it straight away without any delay um, because the ordination is the the thing that makes them an elder. So uh, the, there's three parts to the ordination. We have a statement concerning the nature, faith and order in the United Reformed Church uh, then there are some affirmations which um, uh, Elaine, Helen and Pam will make. And then we have the ordination uh, part. Uh, and afterwards, um, if, if anybody wants to pray for them, we, we can do that. But obviously we'll, we'll keep that fairly short because it's quite difficult with, with so many people on online. Uh, so we'll start with the statement concerning the nature, faith and order of the United Reformed Church. Um, and this is really something that we that we just have to read. So the United Reformed Church confess the faith of the Catholic, of the Church Catholic in one God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. 
The United Reformed Church acknowledges that the life of faith to which it is called is a gift of the Holy Spirit, continually received in word and sacrament and in the common life of God's people. The United Reformed Church acknowledges the word of God in the Old and New Testaments, discerned under the guidance of the Holy Spirit, as the supreme authority for the faith and conduct of all God's people. The United Reformed Church accepts with thanksgiving the witness borne to the Catholic faith by the Apostles and Nicene creeds and recognises as its own particular heritage the formulations and declarations of faith which have been valued by Congregationalist Presbyterians and members of the Churches of Christ as stating the gospel and seeking to make its implications clear. The United Reformed Church testifies to its faith and orders its life according to the basis of union, believing it to embody the essential notes of the Church Catholic and Reformed. The United Reformed Church nevertheless reserves its right and declares its readiness at any time to alter, add to, modify or supersede this basis so that its life may accord more nearly with the mind of Christ. The United Reformed Church under the authority of Holy Scripture and in corporate responsibility to Jesus Christ, its ever-living head, acknowledges its duty to be open at all times to the leading of the Holy Spirit and therefore affirms its right to make such new declarations of its faith and for such purposes as may from time to time be required by obedience to the same spirit. The United Reformed Church, believing that it is through the freedom of the Spirit that Jesus Christ holds his people in the fellowship of the one body, upholds the rights of personal conviction, it shall be for the Church in safeguarding the substance of the faith, maintaining the one unity of the fellowship to determine when these rights are asserted to the injury of its unity and peace. The United Reformed Church declares that the Lord Jesus Christ, the only ruler and head of the church, has therein appointed a government distinct from civil government and in things spiritual, not subordinate thereto, that all that, and that civil authorities, being always subject to the rule of God, ought to respect the rights and conscience, conscience and of religious belief and to serve God's will of justice and peace for all humankind. The United Reformed Church declares its intention in fellowship with all the churches to pray and work for such visible unity of the whole church as Christ wills and in the way he wills, in order that people and nations may be led more and more to glorify the Father in heaven. So now the affirmations. So I will read out the affirmations and then if I can ask Pam, Helen and Elaine to respond as we do. Do you accept this statement and confess again your faith in one God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit? We do. In dependence on God's grace, do you reaffirm your faith in Jesus Christ as Saviour and Lord and your promise to follow him and seek to do and bear his will all the days of your life? We do. Do you believe the word of God in the New Testament, discerned under the guidance of the Holy Spirit, is the supreme authority for the faith and conduct of all God's people? We do. 
Do you accept the office of elder in the United Reformed Church in this congregation and promise to perform its duties faithfully? Yeah. Amen. Okay. So the ordination. Thank you, God, for the various gifts which you give to your people and for the variety of ministries in the church. Thank you for all women and men of faith and integrity who have served this local church. Thank you now for Elaine, Helen and Pam. Empower Elaine, Helen and Pam with the Holy Spirit. Give them humility and grace so that by their faithfulness they may show your love to your people. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. In your name and trusting it to be your will, we now ordain Elaine, Helen and Pam to be elders. Amen. Amen. So if somebody would like, if anybody would like to pray for Elaine and Pam and Helen, you are welcome to do that. I, I just ask that you just come off mute for for the minute and, and say the prayer and then go back on mute. And we'll, we'll just allow a couple of minutes for people to do that. Elaine, Helen, Pam, I offer you the right hand of fellowship and I just pray God's blessing on your ministry among us. Amen. Amen. Okay. So, thank you, and and a, a very warm welcome to the elders from me uh, and to the other elders who've who've recently joined us as well. Um, you know, I think. I think the team before was was good, but is definitely strengthened significantly uh, now, which is really good at this time. Um, and and just a note, I mean, we have said, but just a note of thanks to Mike, who who you will all know has decided to step down uh, as an elder. So he's he's not serving as an elder at the moment, but he is still still ordained as an elder and will be for life. But he's not no longer a serving elder for the time being. So thanks also to Mike. Thank you, everybody. Um, I will hand over to Dave um, to lead us in the grace, and then um, we can unmute and people can say whatever they We'll say the grace together. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the, love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, be with us on the ground. Amen. Amen. Amen.